0: You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 63. I am Matt O'Leary, joined by Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight? I'm better.
2: I'm still a little sick, but I'm better. So, I'm not going to blow my nose on on, on the mic today. Uh, but it's feeling good. You sound a lot better.
1: Just the other day when we did the post-game show on Sunday, you were really rough, so I'm glad you're feeling better. Good. How are you, Matt? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm doing fine. Yeah. No health concerns to complain about. I'm just completely <laughs> healthy and excited that my hockey team won a game tonight.
2: Yes. Three in a row. Three in a row. Ho, ho, ho.
1: So while we just mentioned that briefly, I think that now would be a good time to plug what else we do, which is the post game shows, which you can find on our Patreon. So Patreon dot com slash Eyes on Isles. If you subscribe for five dollars a month, you get a post game podcast for all eighty two games. You get a weekly mailbag edition episode where we answer all of your questions, and you also get a weekly newsletter. So we're basically just giving you content for pennies on the dollar. So it's a steal
2: in Dita Rooney that's my best god that was so lame indeed a Rooney who am I Ned Flanders
1: I mean that's kind of a good comparison if you were someone in the Simpsons you'd probably be Ned Flanders that's true oh god (laughs) I'm so square that's okay Mitch do you know who's not square
2: uh, neither Cole Jarrett or Joseph Vasek because they're the only two people who've ever worn sixty-three for the Islanders.
1: Oh, we didn't even say what edition. Thank
2: you for yeah. saving that. Okay, I went right for it. Uh, they they wore it. They didn't. <laughs> Cole Jarrett played one game, did not score a point. It was a plus one though. It's plus one. And Joseph Vasek played in two thousand eight uh, for the Islanders. He played eighty-one games and scored thirty-five points. That's not bad. Back in oh seven oh eight. I don't remember him for some reason. Neither do I. But not... 30, 16 goals, 35 points. Good for you, buddy.
1: That's not a bad year at all.
2: Yeah. Jeez. God, where the heck was I in 7
1: I don't... I My memory's not good. Your ne- memory's not good either, so combine that, and we're probably not going to remember someone who was only on the Islanders for one year a decade ago. So Fair enough. Oh, God, that was a decade ago? Yeah, you're washed oh. up.
2: God. Jesus. There's always a way to make me feel old. All right. Yeah. Okay. So you were saying
1: two guys that are not square Thomas Grice, Robin Leonard, both the goalies are off to a really hot start this year.
2: Heck yeah, they are. Islanders have, like, the fourth-best goalkeeping record before tonight. I just say before tonight, so we're recording this on a Tuesday. They just finished playing the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I didn't see what the stats were for every other team. But before tonight, they were the fourth-best goaltending duo in terms of save percentage in the NHL.
1: Yeah, so let's start taking a look at some of their more standard numbers and then get into a little bit more of their advanced stuff. So let's take sure. a look at Leonard first, who is... The clear starter now at this point. I would say so, yes. So heading into tonight, he had a nine twenty nine save percentage and a two thirty nine goals against average. Tonight he was also effective. He had a nine twenty yes. and he allowed two two goals. Two goals. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Grice is on for the third one. Um just just amazing. Just perfect. His best, like what, he had a 9.57 against Philly and a 9.20 against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins and a 9.27 against Florida. I'm going back and forth here, but that's those those are great, great numbers. Like, I remember last year what we had in terms of net? Like, Grice was at, what, 8.92, I think?
1: He was, and then uh, Yaroslav Halak was in the low nines. I thought it was 9.08, yeah. That's not good.
2: Meanwhile, and so I wrote something today about it and I saw that um, Lighthouse Hockey also, they did something on, on the goaltenders and, and, and what has changed. And You just look at it and you're going, it, it's clearly a systems thing. It's not a personnel issue because you look at Thomas Grace and Yaroslav Halak this year and they're outstanding. Halak has played six games with the, Bru- uh, the Bruins and it has two shutouts and a 945 save percentage and like a 153, I think, goals against average. He's on fire. And the same thing for Grice. It's not as good as as Halak, but it's still pretty darn close. He's up in the 920s, I I believe, in terms of save percentage. 934 and a 221 goals against average. That's amazing.
1: Right. I mean, obviously, I don't think it would be fair to expect those numbers to be the same when it's all said and done this year. But I think you can take the positives out of this small sample size and say, okay, I think the Islanders' new goalie coach and system is actually making a difference.
2: Big time. That That's a huge factor. Again, like Grice went from a 382 goals against average. Now, that's a team thing, I understand. But he also had an 892 save percentage last year. It's a 934 now. That's a huge jump. Yes, he's only played five games. I get it. I know it's a short sample size, but still, still, you can see the difference. Even if you take those stats away and you just watch him play, you can see the difference because it's not just him, but the team around him as well. It's enabling him to make the saves he needs to make.
1: You're 100% right. And so far, I I don't think you could ask for anything more out of either of these two guys. I think they've both been playing higher than what they currently are getting paid, and especially both having bounced back years, specifically Thomas Grice.
2: Big time. It's been huge. I'm going to say big time a lot. I wish that I'd, I wish that I got rid of that, but I guess it's sticking around. Gross. Um, it's huge for Grice because he's still got two years left on a $3.3 million deal per year. Um, but it's big for us to know that we got a guy that, if Leonard can't play, isn't having a good game, you can throw another guy in there who can get you a 920 save percentage. That's amazing. We didn't have that kind of resource last year.
1: No, you, by the end of the year, you were forced to continue to ride out Yaroslav Halak because every time Thomas Grice did go into a game, it, you knew what was coming. It didn't always. It wasn't always like that. His first years with the Islanders, he was very, very good. But last year, it was a major issue.
2: Do you remember when it was only him and, and Christopher Gibson and they had to keep throwing? No, sorry, him and Barube. And Barube was so bad that they had to keep throwing Gibson, um, Grice. Grice out there,
1: like even on back-to-backs. Yeah, that was 2016-17, right?
2: Yeah, when remember they went on that like nine-game road trip and he had to play a back-to-back? I don't know if he won both of them. I think they lost in overtime to the Chicago Blackhawks on his second back-to-back, I think. I think that's what it was. It was just insane that he was still playing a back-to-back, like, because they, they couldn't trust Berube, a guy they didn't want to wave whatsoever. No,
1: God forbid you wave J.F. Berube, but.
2: <laughs> even for his sake, it's not even just to shoot him down. It's just the guy needed to play and he didn't get that chance. Yeah. Anyways, we won't go back there. Um, But you you brought up the idea of, of looking at some uh, some more deeper analytics when it comes to goaltending. Uh, and in, in the piece I wrote, I compared Leonard and Grice's high, medium, and low danger save percentage from this year and last year. Okay. Um, and when you look at their low and mediums, they're pretty on par. Like there's not much of a fluctuation. Um, if anything, no, there's, there's barely a, a perception of a change. It's when it comes to the high danger save percentage where it completely changes. Whereas last year, Leonard was a 77% save percentage in high danger situations. And Grice was a 713 Leonard this year is 93.3 and Grice is an 82.6. So both have made market improvements in their high danger save percentage from last year. Again, small sample size, I know, but this is still kind of, ref- again, their medium and low is around where you would expect it based off what they've done last year. So this is huge. This is just, they're either not giving up as many opportunities. I haven't looked up the numbers yet. Down low. Or that they're just—he's just, just able—they're giving him the opportunities to see or the opportunity to see the puck and be able to stop it and get himself in a position to stop it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it, I think. It's more the latter that they are getting themselves in better positioning.
2: Yeah, and that—that that comes down to, to fundamentals and goalkeeping, coaching, goalkeep coaching, goaltending coaching, yeah. goaltender coaching. No, I don't get it. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on.
1: But yeah, I—I I th- I do find it interesting when you bring in those high danger zone. Uh, percentage numbers, because that's usually the times where, hence the name of it, where the other team is more likely to score, and you have seen not just marginal, vast improvements for both of them.
2: Yeah, I I don't expect it to stick there for Leonard at 93.3. Like, that seems crazy high. Um, But somewhere around, like, a a, a 90 to, between 85 and 90 seems reasonable, I think, in a high-danger situation.
1: Uh, It makes sense to me. Right? no i agree and isn't it kind of a brush of breath for a breath of fresh air wow well, i don't know why that was so hard for me to get out um that we are now 11 games into the season and we really haven't seen a clunker from either of these two yet well i thought we saw one from grice but i think i i'm i'm splitting
2: hairs here i don't want to be like well grice is bad because he clearly left the one in no like that happens right like and again, I wrote that in the pizza. Like, how many times did we see that last year? And I think this is what you're trying to get at. Right. Last year or the year before that, where it's just like a shot from the blue line in the third period goes in like a flutter goal. And you're like, what is this garbage? And we're not seeing that this year. A, because those shots aren't being had, even though they're getting like 30 to 40 shots against the night. Or they're just, they're able to be in a position where that isn't a problem anymore.
1: Yep. 100%. So it,
2: I. percent I think the the, the big takeaway here's that we may not have to worry about goaltending this year. Is that too early to say?
1: Uh no. I'm I'm going to yes. go with that. I'm Listen, I'm not going to say that it's going to be the best 1-2 punch in the league, but I think it's going to be good enough to survive with.
2: Yeah, and I think that's what we not, I think I know that's what we said at the start of the season. As long as these guys give us NHL average goaltending, we'll be okay. And and by OK, we're not saying playoffs, but we're, we're not going to be an embarrassment. And that's exactly what's happening right now.
1: Exactly. Mitch, want to get into something else that isn't an embarrassment?
2: Yeah, sure.
1: Is it? Is it not? Uh, no, it's not an embarrassment because okay. it's still technically, as it's very late on the 30th, but it's still Brocktober. Beep, 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 beep. And Brock That's Nelson, Brocktober song, and Brock Nelson scored his sixth of the month already. Mitch, let's take a look back at the month that was Brocktober.
2: <laughs> That's, do you have a video about Tosh or something?
1: Yeah, and then roll tape, turn the lights <laughs> off. You know, like remember when you're in elementary school and they would roll in the TV with the VCR <laughs> in it on that like thing. <laughs> That's kind of what I set up, but we don't. It's an audio platform. I, I got way too ahead of myself there. But the point that I wanted to originally get to before we went off on that small tangent was that Brock Nelson, to the surprise of no one, is off to an incredibly hot start in the month of October.
2: Yeah. Well, Okay. Why is this no news to no one?
1: Because it happens every single year and then he goes dormant for four months.
2: Exactly. Okay. Do you have his, his splits open? Like his monthly splits?
1: I am bringing that up right now. So his monthly okay. splits. It, I have it open. All right. Go ahead.
2: Okay. October, 43 points and 59 games. And then if you if you go through month by month, which is what splits are, And they're generally around the same thing. There are more games in, like, December and November. But he never even gets close to 43. He's got... The closest he's got is 30 points in March. And that's a... He's got 71 games
1: played in March.
2: That's nuts. That's a complete drop-off.
1: Yeah, so we go from 43 to 29, 28, 26, 27, 30, and 11 in 27 games in April.
2: Right. So his point-per-game percentage or I shouldn't say percentage, but he scores at a pace of 0.73 points per game in October. That's insane. Yeah, that would put him
1: on pace for like a 60-point player. 59.86, my friend, good mathematics. I wrote this article before, so it started to come back to me. Good mathematics? Good mathematics. There you go. There you go. Uh, And then if you just compare that to a month that's
2: kind of close to that in terms of at least games played. So in February... He has 57 games played. In October, he's played 59. So it's kind of close. He has 27 points in February. 27. With a similar number of games played. So 27 divided by 57 is 0.47. He loses a 0.3 point per game production from October to February. And it it actually doesn't even take that long because just in November, he's got 29 points in all November games, which are 65 total. He's played 65 November games. And it just (laughs) drops.
1: Yeah, so I think the point we're trying to get to right now, what happens this November? Does it stay the course? I, or what? What do you think?
2: I think it keeps going. Like, I'm not saying he keeps playing at a .73. I don't even think he's doing that right now. Um, but I think he keeps doing what he's doing. He's got a coach that clearly believes in him that isn't going to throw him under the bus, at least right now, like Jack Capuano did. Um I really think he's got... He's, the faith that Barry Trotz has in him is paying off. Like, what What do you think? What am I missing here?
1: Barry Trotz seems to love him. That you, I agree with you 100% on. I'm going to set a number. We're very big on gambling and over-unders here. So if okay. I gave you the number four, do you think he has more or less than four goals in the month of November? <sighs> I'm gonna say more. I'm going less.
2: Okay, fair enough. That that's fair, but keep in mind there's a lot of games in November. Like even just statistically speaking, he's probably gonna go over that. I, I, he I scored that,
1: 15 people. goals in his life in the month of November, and suddenly he's gonna score four. Yes. The, yeah. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, of course it makes sense. Well, like, what do you mean it doesn't make sense?
1: He he averages. A goal every four games in the month of November, and they play. Let's see how many games they play right now. To do uh, that can't be correct on my calendar. They play a lot of <laughs> games in November. I tried to do pull it up quick, but it ended up not working out. So we're gonna use our old, yeah. Cow. I want to
2: pull up my initial app, but it's always super slow. So November 2, 5, 7, 10, thir- sorry. Fourteen games in November. So if they see scoring a point every four games. No, a goal every four games. All right, sorry. Um so we're doing That's fourteen three. divided by four. Three point five. So you gotta
1: round that up to four. No, it's three point two three. Come on now.
2: Four divided by fourteen?
1: No. Or fourteen I divided did... by four. So I did his number of now I lost it. Goals Uh, for a game would be... 15 divided by 65 for the month of November, and then times (laughs) the... We're arguing math math on this. And then multiplied that by 14 games, and it got 3.23. Okay, So you round it down to three. All right. There's your
2: math lesson for the day. I hope this helped your commute and you didn't fall asleep as you listened to us argue about
1: our our math and rounding. (laughs) Round for me one time, Mitch. Come on. There you go. Uh, I, I still, I'm, I'm going the over. I, I'm glad
2: you're taking the under here. It'll be a little bit of fun. It will be a little bit of fun. Uh, but I, I just want to, so I've been tweeting back and forth this person. So it's at JPNVA. He's been tweeting me back and forth about Brock. And he keeps bringing up a pretty good point about him. He that he's got a coach that isn't telling him what he needs to do or how he needs to do it, but where he needs to be. I, I might be misquoting him. I, there's a lot of tweets and I couldn't find it right away. I'm sorry. Um, and, and I like that I like that take but he's got a coach who isn't teaching him the things he already knows but the teach he's teaching him the things he doesn't already know which is clearly a problem for Brock teaching him where he needs to be at all times right because he had problems with engagement problems with all types of defensive coverage he wasn't able to cover that 200 foot of the ice well Barry Trotz is doing that with him look what he did with Lars Eller right Lars Eller became this two way forward this great two way center and he's doing that with Brock Nelson. So I don't know. I have faith that he can do it. I think Brock is gonna be just fine. And I'm saying that so I'm absolutely right.
1: I I'm buying it. Yes. I'm buying yes. I'm buying what you're
2: selling. And what I'm selling is a good Brock Nelson. We'll see. Now do you do you keep said Brock Nelson? And I'm saying this almost facetiously because I know you'll disagree. Um I guess I just answered for you. Uh, do you keep Brock Nelson? He has a good year. Do you keep him? No.
1: Okay. Yeah, I know.
2: Uh, I I uh, might. I can see Barry Trotz doing it.
1: Okay. So you're going to throw away five years of a sample size for one year of a sample size?
2: Uh, what I'm arguing is that where's the center depth in this organization? If you just let him go for nothing,
1: who's coming in to take his spot? No, 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 no. You don't let him go for nothing. See, now you're putting words in my mouth. I I no I'm not saying that you said that I'm just I I brought that up on my own, but you have to move him at the deadline.
2: Okay, all
1: right. Him and Ebs. What, the what if they're
2: winning though? What if they're on their way to the playoffs? Do you still do it? Yeah. But then then you're screwed. Shifting your eyes there. Then you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because so far, so far, I'm going to bring this up in the social segment. They're doing pretty well when it comes to the
1: standings. Ooh, I'm excited for that. Okay, keep going. Okay, next up on the list is our good buddy, Anders Lee El Capitan. He mm-hmm. is having himself a very, very nice impact in the scoring department. But on top of that, Mitch, for the first time in his NHL career, his assist numbers are pretty good. His assist numbers are great.
2: He's got 7 in 10 so far. Wait, they played 11. Sorry, 7 and 11. It's just hockey reference and updates. I just read whatever was in front of my face. Again, we know that I'm Ron Burgundy light. <laughs> Put it in front of my face and I will read it. If I can read it, the dyslexia already screws me up pretty good.
1: Uh, it's, t- it's tough being Mitch Anderson sometimes.
2: <laughs> Sick, dyslexic, just read anything. Real sheep mentality going over here. <laughs> um. So yeah, 11 points, 11 games, 7 assists in those 11 games. Oh, Dishmaster in Chief.
1: I will take it. I will certainly take it. I think that I I don't even necessarily know why the assists are starting to come now. Like, do you have a a theory or an explanation why you think it's starting to come now?
2: I just think that there's a playmaking hole in the team and he, or not he, but like maybe it was on, how do I want to say this? By committee. They did it by committee saying, like, we know JT's gone. We know there's a big, huge playmaking hole in the team. But we're going to fill that not through one person, but through multiple people. So we all have to chip in making plays and looking for plays. And Anders Lee's stepping up big
1: time. He is. He certainly is. And I know there is a little bit of a complaint department going at the moment that all four of his goals have come on the power play
2: all of his apostles.
1: But Why, who who Rat them out now? Twitter trolls shame ding 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 shame ding ding ding. We got to bring out the shame bells. We should that should be one I of Got to put that on my phone. I was going to say that's add that to the hotkeys, the shame that's bells. Get, that's that's, that's going to be getting
2: put in once I figure out the board here.
1: Once we figure out our board, don't worry, the sound effects are going to come. It's going to be good. But some people, I'm not going to name names, are are saying that Anders Lee is his numbers are deceiving because he hasn't done anything five on five yet? To that I say wrong because what are you supposed to do on the power play? You're supposed to score goals, and someone who goes in front of the net and wreaks havoc succeeds when it comes to net front presence.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't complain about it. I'd be happy that he's he's able to uh, execute on said power play. Um, I understand the concern, but I don't think it goes further than a mild concern again we're dealing with an 11 game sample size right and yes he's got four goals on the power play well he put up 14 last year that's a lot that's a lot of power play goals he still did put up 26 the year before that so like i get it um i think it comes and and if it doesn't you know what his assists seem to be taking over and and i'm fine with that look if, if we're getting a point per game player out of this guy which is what we're getting right now great What's the problem?
1: Right. Like, at the end of the day, this guy's still probably in that 60-point range, which is perfect. And he's going to put in 35, 40 goals. Sign me yeah. up, please.
2: Like, he's on pace for 29.8, so 30 goals right now. I'm fine with that. You give me 30 to 40 goals, that's perfect. I'm okay with that. I'd give him 5.5 or whatever, $6, 7000000 million even at 30 goals a year, plus maybe another 30, 40 assists? Beauty.
1: That's the thing. Is is he going to crack that 30-assist plateau because his career high is 22? I think so. I think he hits 30 assists. I mean, I th- I certainly think so. I, I'm going to go yes, too. If we're sending the okay. over at 29.5, taking it.
2: No. Let's set the over at 34.5. 30,
1: For assists? Yeah. And then I'll take the under.
2: Okay, good, because I'm taking the over.
1: See, I'm going like 32.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I'd think 35. I'm thinking 35, 30 goals, 65 points.
1: I'll sign up for that right now, and then we can give him a nice six-year, $42 million extension.
2: Yeah, do it. Sign it right meow.
1: Let's do it up, Mitch. Moving on to now a quick stop off in prospect land where there is smoke there is fire they say and we got a little bit of smoke coming from josh hosang today there's an article published in the new york post and it kind of i would say kind of paints josh hosang in a negative light i know kind you, were, i know you were fired up about it so i want to hear your take on it first
2: so Maybe it's just me and it and it's headlines, but, like, the headline right away. What does it say? It's, uh, they're burying me or something? New York Islanders regime burying me, even in minors. He never talks about being buried. I, I understand that it's being intimated that he believes it might be unfair, even though he clearly doesn't say unfair, and it's, like, the first sentence in the whole piece. Uh, I don't... I just can we just not try to like make this worse for this kid? He doesn't say anything terrible here. He just says, I get what they're doing. It seems that they had their mind made up. We've all been saying that. We all knew that. Like he's not saying anything that we haven't already said necessarily. He's speaking his mind honestly, which we knew he does or know he does. He's always done it. Uh, And then he says, I get it. It's okay. They had the whole summer to plan that. I don't know if you watched any of the games, but I didn't play a lot. It's okay. It is what it is. Are his words. It is what it is. That should be the headline. Josh was saying, New York Islanders, it is what it is.
1: Then you don't get clicks or
2: sell newspapers. Yeah, I don't want I I'm not going to say clickbait. I'm not going to say it. I'll do it. It's I'll all, say it. It's, it's, clickbait. it's all. Everything is clickbait. Everything is clickbait. And I've said that from the beginning. Everything I write is clickbait because I want you to click on that article. So I'm going to try to get a headline that will get you to click it. <clears throat>
1: This is this has very clickbait feel because he never says burying me. And the, sure, when fine. you say me in the title and have burying the word before it, it ensues that that's what he said and he never did.
2: It ensues that that comes out of him. And and that's the inf- inflection or not. Infl- that's what it's, it's supposed to. The conclusion you're supposed to draw from this entire piece is that he believes this. And like he, he tells them that, like, um, they tell me they want me to be a top six forward up here or up there being with the Islanders, but I'm not a top six, four down here. So it's confusing. Sometimes it's like you're sprinting with a rubber band on. You constantly have tension. You run until you're exhausted and then the band is going to pull you back.
1: See, like, I would have, I would have went with a little different title. I would have went with something like Joshua saying, confused by Islanders, uh, not planned, but like by his role in the system.
2: Yeah, and like that is not a sexy title at all. So. It's it's
1: um more journalistic, ethically ethically. No, oh, that, that makes no sense. It's more ethical. I'm not, I'm not gonna go there.
2: Uh, but we're not here to like sparse about the title. I, I I have issues with the title, but I understand that writers don't always have their say with titles like you and I do. Like you and I, when we write our things, we are the ultimate say on on the on the title. Um, but really, what I'm trying to get out of this is that. Joshua Sang hasn't said anything that is new. He hasn't said anything that is out of line for his situation. Um, But he is saying something that's out of line when it comes when you factor in the regime, right? Like this isn't something that comes in, comes out of a Lou Lamorella regime, generally speaking. Not usually. That's a good point. Um, So I don't think this goes over well for him. Unfortunately, even though I don't feel like anything he said here is wrong. And I don't think the organization will say like he said anything wrong necessarily. And they'll probably even say, here's a hot take. Ooh. They'll probably even say, this is good. Good. Be frustrated. You should be frustrated because this is on you. You should have to prove it to us. The onus is on you, the player, to prove it to us that you belong here. You feel frustrated? You feel you belong here? Perfect. Show me. feels like my dad. My dad has been saying that to me for years. Show me initiative.
1: <laughs> God. Uh, the show always pries at something and brings up something from Mitch's past. It's un- unbelievable. I so, love that. show. So, good story.
2: I, I'm a bass player. Uh, and, and to get my first bass, I wanted to show my dad, quote unquote, initiative. So, I built a bass out of some spare wood in the basement and some um, twine as my strings. How'd it sound? And I was... It was awful. It didn't make a sound at all. I couldn't get any tension on the twine, uh, so it wouldn't vibrate. But it got me a bass. It worked? So it worked. So Joshua Sang, show some initiative, and it'll work, I think. At least with my dad, anyway.
1: So basically what you're saying is for Joshua Sang to make his own stick out of like a tree branch, and maybe they'll call him up? Yes. That's exactly what I am saying. That's what I got out of it. (laughs) All right, so i I am unhappy with New York, the New York Post. They take a media ethics class for me one time, um, and I'm not super surprised at it. But I digress. Okay, let's talk into happier times. So we okay. mentioned Anders Lee just a second ago. Josh Bailey is also on a point per game pace. He is crushing it right now. I was told this summer. again, not going to name names, that Anders Lee and Josh Bailey would crumble like a cookie without John Tavares. (laughs) That has not happened for either of those two players.
2: That is correct.
1: I don't understand why people thought that two good hockey players would then forget how to play the sport they grew up playing because somebody left. I understand Tavares can have the impression the, uh, impression and make other people better, but we're not talking about P.A. Parenteau. We're not talking about Matt Molson. Both Anders Lee and Josh Bailey bring more to the table than both those guys, with all due respect to Parento and Molson, who I liked a lot when they were here with the Islanders. They're just two different players, and frankly, they're better.
2: Okay. I, I see the point with Bailey. I saw it with Bailey. I didn't want to believe it myself, but I could see it because he was that guy, right? For like a few years when he wasn't playing with Tavares, he was putting up 30 at most 41 points. So I I could see where that came. I couldn't see it with, with Lee, uh, with, yeah, with Lee just didn't make any sense to me. Like he could still score without him, but like whatever. Um, but obviously, that's not the case. Look at both of them. Like you said, they're both scoring, and they're both putting up points. They're on pace for a point per game, right? Like, they got 12. Sorry, Bailey's got 12 and 11, and Lee's got 11 and 11. That's amazing. The Islanders has three point-per-game players. They did not have that last year. They just had two. Well, uh, I guess Bailey, no, Bailey wasn't far away.
1: No, Bailey was close for the majority of the year.
2: Yeah. So, But they, they still got Bailey. And now Lee's the other point-per-game player, picking up where JT left off.
1: And Andy Ladd.
2: Yeah, and Andrew Ladd. Yeah, okay. Well, that's not going to last. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's cool our jets with Andrew Ladd putting eight points in eight games. Like, it's not going to stay.
1: No, but since we brought up his name anyway, did you see the Toronto media already starting to turn on Tavares? I did. That I did. That kind of—I'm not going to lie— that kind of helped the sting a little bit for the first time in a while.
2: <laughs> um, sorry, I'm just looking something up right now with Andrew Ladd. I don't think he's a point-per-game player. Eight and eight. Did he put up eight? Why am I only seeing six for on the Islanders' website?
1: I don't know the answer to that question.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to keep looking at that because it seems like he's only got six points. I did something wrong, obviously. Um, yeah, Tavares with the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're not liking him because he's only got two points in the last five games. Like, a player is supposed to literally put up a point per game every day. Like, every game. Like, that doesn't happen. He still has 13 points in 12 games. The guy's fine. What's the problem, Toronto? Although, to John Tavares, welcome to Toronto, where if you don't put up more than two shots in a game and are a negative one and don't score and you lose... Um they're going to hate you. Even if you wear their pajamas.
1: Even if you wear the pajamas, even if you kiss him and all that good stuff that he was doing in the July 1st. Yeah, that was a lot over it. Um anyway, for back to Bailey and Lee for a hot second. I yes. am fairly confident that they continue this that it's not a flash in the pan an early start to the season. I think both are fine and they are better off keeping both of those guys in their top six for the long term, a.k.a. sign Anders Lee.
2: Yeah, okay, so what do you give Anders Lee? Like, I think you mentioned it before, but let's just say it again if you did.
1: Uh, six for 42, so $7 a per year.
2: $7 a year? Yeah, I would do the same thing. I think that's fair. I think that's good value for a guy who could and should get you between 30 and 40 goals every year. No question
1: because asked. didn't um, JVR get five year seven million dollars? Yes, and he's also a year older than Andersley, so I give Anders the extra year.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I think that's perfectly fine.
1: All right, Mitch, would you like to get into the social segment now? I would. Okay, so what do you have to bring to the table today?
2: So I lost it because I had to go back a second ago, but I'm going to. I'm just scrolling down to find it now if I can. Yeah, it is. So it's at Islanders Ted, who says, Sweet, I can look at at this all day. Nice to feel like part of the league. Where the Islanders are second in the Metropolitan Division. Second, baby, with 13 points. Hey, all right. And a plus eight goal differential. Oh, that feels good.
1: That is good. I will sign up for that.
2: And it's not like you know the, the Devils have three games on, in hand on them, but, you know, whatever. That's all right. Three games in hand and... <laughs> Two points back. So it it could all change very rapidly.
1: Oh, but certainly.
2: But there's points in the bank.
1: Okay. My social segment is going to be, I guess, themed for tomorrow. Tomorrow is Halloween.
2: Oh, right. Yes.
1: So if you had to guess. What pick one player on the Islanders and if you had to guess what they would dress up as for Halloween, what do you think it would be?
2: Wow, okay. You caught me flat footed with this one. I did not I have
1: see. I have mine if you want me to Yeah, give me one so I can think of something. Okay. Robin Leonard, I could see yes
2: yeah. Thor. <laughs> okay. He'd have to grow out his hair. Oh no Thor from Ragnarok short hair. Yeah. There you go. Okay, um, what about a brick wall? No? Does that, that work? That would be work. That would work. Okay, fair enough. All right, what else do you got?
1: I would say Beau Villiers is Justin Bieber, because he has like a, a love affair with Justin Bieber. Or maybe that's Barzell. Both of them, they can both be Justin Bieber. That's fine. They
2: can both be different stages of Justin Bieber? Yeah. So Beau could be YouTube Bieber, and Barzell could be post-YouTube Bieber? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, not that I know that there's a difference, but I think there's a haircut difference. You know, there's the a haircut car. difference. So one can have the bowl cut, and the other can have the non bowl cut. That is that what it was? I don't know.
1: Something like that. I could see. I like this is a super cop out answer, but I could see Cal being like a lumberjack or something. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, oh. So oh, God, I don't have any. You're not good creative ones at here. all. I'm I- not creative right now. Okay. Um. Oh, so Casey Zizekas No, not Casey Zizekas Matt Martin and Ross Johnson are the Bash Brothers From Mighty Ducks, number two Okay, That now now we're cooking That's a good answer See, I think that's one Which one gets the knuckle puck? I can't remember Well, I, I know I, I forget which one I know his face I forget the name But I mean which one on the islands I would have to give it to Matt Martin Because uh, he's yeah. scoring goals yeah, 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 yeah So, yeah Okay um, how about Anders Lee being a blank check because that seems to be what the Islanders are going to have to give him?
1: No, he's going to be the Crimson Chin.
2: I have no idea what that is.
1: I forgot that you are not a millennial like me. Okay, so there's a I watched when I was younger. There's a show called The Fairly Odd Parents. So go, oh. I want you to type into your. I want you to. Type I know in, what they are. So type in that and then Crimson Chin. Okay, he's the nemesis, I suppose. No, he's a superhero. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's a song. It's, a it's like Here there. Comes the Crimson Chin. So you just look and it kinda looks like Anders Lee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's big that's a big chin. Yeah, that's a big chin.
2: It is. Okay. Ooh, yeah. All right, well that's that's all I had. Did you have anything else? No well, I guess all I had you went on with that one anyway. No, so.
1: I, I uh I gotta say I I had more than you that segment. I did yes, catch you off true. guard, but I was a little disappointed in your creativity there, Mitch. Oh,
2: God. Jesus. I'm not mad. Sorry. I'm just disappointed. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Jesus. You um, got to show me some
1: initiative, Mitch, please.
2: <laughs> God, I hated that. I hated that. Uh, I, I, even if I showed him initiative with hockey, I couldn't get, I couldn't get in. Parents didn't have the money for both my brother and I, so I couldn't get to play hockey,
1: unfortunately. No, nah, I get it. It's a... It's makes expensive sport to play for sure. Totally
2: not sad about it whatsoever. You know, I didn't no. any. I'm not. I'm not over it.
1: Were you the younger <laughs> one? Is that why? No,
2: I'm. I'm the eldest.
1: Is he bigger than you? Uh, define bigger, because <laughs> I'm taller, okay. but I wouldn't say I'm bigger. All right. So I was gonna say they
2: could have did like the old hand me downs thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. So my brother is essentially me, just squish him down like four inches. Okay. Just press on, press him four inches, press him down four inches, and that—that's my brother. Or I guess press me down four inches or
1: pull him up four inches. Either way. All right. So could have worked you in another life, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, Mitch. Let's get some PSA stuff and then let's get on out of here. So yep. wherever you're listening to this show, whether it be on iTunes, whether it be on. Wherever you listen, subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps with our searchability. So if you do that, we really appreciate it. Also, you can follow us on social media at Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at Matt O'Leary NY. Mitch's is at T L O Mitch. You could also like our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Eyes and Isles. You could download our app, the Eyes on Isles app, in either the Google Play or App Store. And, of course, you can visit eyesonisles.com for all your New York Islanders needs. Mitch, another episode in the books. Thank you for doing it on Tuesday. Staying up a little bit later with me because I am going to be busy, busy, busy tomorrow, unfortunately.
2: It's already past my bedtime, buddy. You owe me big.
1: I do owe you one. Next time you're down here, I'll buy you a beer. How about that? That's yeah, December. I'm there in December. All right. I'll mark it on my calendar. Perfect. So that'll do it for us for episode number 63. We will talk to you